versus realities with Chloe and Emma. She's Emma. And she's Chloe. Today we're doing expectation versus reality of jobs. So Emma, would you like to open up about the jobs you've had in the past? So I've babysat like every teenage girl has. I babysat quite a lot. Made the best money because I didn't have to pay taxes on it. I mean, like That was the best money. And then I worked at an ice rink. I clocked hockey games. Probably some of the best experiences of my life. Like, the people I met, they bo- it's going to sound really bad, but the boys I hung out with, probably some of the best. If you're good with the cold, I highly recommend working at an ice rink. It is never dull. I will tell you that. It was so much fun. And then I worked... At the state park near my house. Oh, hi. Her dog just came up to me. <laughs> I worked at the state park. I was a cashier. But on my resume, it says I handle daily finances and customer service. Ooh, making yourself sound fancy. <laughs> I have to. I think I get jobs in the future. So I did that. And that, that was pretty fun. That was not the best, but not the worst. I did meet some really nice people. I met some crazy people too, like patrons. I had this one guy. I'm in this little toll booth, like just like a regular toll booth. And this guy every weekend would come. Every Saturday would pull up between 10 and 10.30, gold minivan, front left bumper falling off, too many people in the car. He would yell at me for everything, everything. Like, there wasn't enough picnic benches on 4th of July. Somehow that was my fault. It started raining. Somehow that was my fault. Because you control the weather. I would just close the window and, like, ignore him. And that never made him happy. But never got fired for it, so it's fine. And then I had my last job, which I worked as a research assistant. I think you should open up about how you have the little beauty above your eye from the ice rink. We were actually hanging out the night before it happened. We went out to dinner. Yes, we did. Because <laughs> it was over Thanksgiving break, right? Yes. Yes. We, for- yes, we went out for Italian food, and then we went to the Carvel. And your brother didn't want to come because he was playing video games. Yes, I remember. And you even said, oh, can I sleep over? I said, no, I can't. I got an early work day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Remember that now. See, if you would have let me sleep, don't sleep over. I know. We were both. So, as any of my friends know, I have two scars on my right eyebrow. One is inside the eyebrow. was from when I was a kid. And it was Halloween. I have to prefacize it was Halloween. Because otherwise people think I was tripping out as a five-year-old. And I was dressed as Scooby-Doo. See what happens when you dress up Scooby-Doo? And it was like one of those big costumes with like the big hood. It was like the big onesie. And we were having a dance party. And there was this kid that was dressed like a jack-o'-lantern. And he bumped into me because his costume was so big. <laughs> I tripped over my tail and fell into the bookshelf. And I have to prefacize it was Halloween. 
because when I tell people, yeah, the dancing pumpkin pushed me down, I tripped over my tail, people look at me weird. And so that I got that scar, and I had to get plastic surgery for that when I was a little. And then this new one, I was at the ice rink. It was like my third game. And my brother's old coach was coaching. And so we were laughing. And then the game started. And my friend Mark was refing with this new kid. So I was 17. And Mark, I think, was 15. He's younger than me. He's like two years younger than me. And then the new kid was 17 too. First game this kid ever refed. It is the third period. There's a, like a, a half, a minute and a half left. And there's 12, 12 year olds, thank God. The puck came over the visitor's bench. And because there was no glass blocking me and the penalty box, it came straight through the penalty box and hit me right above my eye. I remember stopping the game and I was so cold that I didn't think anything was wrong until I started to bleed. And I see the kid that was first game ever refing. He looks at me from across the ice and just points to his eye. All of a sudden he comes rushing over. I realize I, it, I, cut right above my eye like right on the bone and like I razor burned like all my nose and my cheek because it was a puck coming at me it was like a razor blade went straight across my skin and you know when people get injured during a game and parents clap parents clapped for me as I walked across the ice holding my eye because I was bleeding and they ha- and so my the coach had to come in and finish clocking the last minute of the game. And then later that night, after the ER, my mom went home to watch the live stream video of the game to see what happened. She watched the live stream of the game and then laughed when people were clapping for me. Like, it was so embarrassing. Like, they were clapping. Everyone's like, when the B scorekeeper, I turned to Mark. I told him, I'm going to die right here. He's like, why are you not feeling well? I'm like, the embarrassment right now. I'm going to die. I think it's pretty kind the parents were clapping for you. No. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And my brother's friend's younger brother played on that team. So his mom was there. It was my brother's former coach's team. My boss was there. Like everyone was there. And my boss calls my dad and was like, hey, Ed, you got to come pick her up. She got hit with a puck. And my dad's like, how? (laughs) And then. (laughs) That's a classic Ed question. And I spent my Sunday morning in the ER and the guy who did my stitches, his wife taught down the hall from my mom. What a small world. Probably the longest in my life. But I didn't cry. I, I pride myself on that. Look at that tough skin. Oh, no. As I'm petting your dog right now. Like, he's my emotional support. <laughs> he is your emotional support. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're opening it up and sharing it with all of our people. Literally, I came into school the next day. And it was funny because 
no, I had I didn't tell anyone because I wasn't allowed. Actually, no, I waited like three days before I went to school because I wasn't allowed to have screens. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Like I literally just listened to music for three days straight because they were so afraid I had a concussion. And so I go into school because I'm like, I can't stay home anymore. I walk into school, black eye, stitches. It, I looked ugly. Like, there's no way. And I remember walking into English class, and my teacher, I love her. She's like, she's like, Emma, what happened? I was like, I got hit with a hockey puck. And she's just like, oh, you still look beautiful. I was like, I don't know what I did to deserve you. Like, she was like my biggest hype woman. It's always good to have a hype woman in life. Everybody needs one. Yeah. So now I have two scars. One, you can't see that much. And the other one, you kind of can see. But it's like a pretty good, like, war story, I guess. And when people are always like, oh, do you have any cool stories? I'm like, yeah, I have a scar on my face. You have two. One from the giant pumpkin knocking down. Yeah. But one you can see, and I'll show them. And they're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, you took a – and people think, like, I played hockey. Like, I was at college. People were like, oh, my God, you played hockey? That's so cool. I'm like, I was just a scorekeeper. My brother, like, never gets hurt in hockey. I was the one that got hurt. Well, expectation versus reality of a job. Yeah. I think I – I have gotten hurt more at hockey than softball. I don't even play hockey. I've never had to go to the ER for softball. Never in my life. The worst that's ever happened to me was it bruises or cuts or like a like a twisted ankle. No. Hockey's the sport that sends me to the ER. Scorekeeping. Hockey. I still got paid for that game. I think you deserve overtime. No, I didn't get I didn't get overtime, but I didn't get workman's comp either. But Rob is just like, why don't you chill out for a little bit? I got the next weekend off. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. It sounds like a good weekend off. I know you've worked some crazy jobs. You were a swim instructor. I remember you had. Yeah, there were a couple there. of crazy parents that gave me a run for my money, to say the least. Um, I remember one time I was lifeguarding at the country club, and it started to rain, and just like your. The sir in the gold minivan at the state park was mad that it rained. And she went on and on and on about how I it was raining. And I didn't know how to make the rain stop. I couldn't be the weatherman. How that dare. It's like Freeze Miser. Remember from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? It's like, I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. That's you. In her eyes, that was you. Correct. Yes. My other favorite one was when I was lifeguarding and um, a child started to drown. So I got into the water. I swam and went under the water to save the child. I successfully rescued the child. And someone told me that I saved the child wrong. How dare you? How do you save someone wrong? (laughs) The kid's breathing. (laughs) To me, they were alive. They were well. No injury. I, I thought I, I got, I thought I got a five star. But I mean, good enough for government work. The kid was breathing. Well, not to that parent, at least. 
I also remember that I was there and one day I was just lifeguarding and I knew the pH in our pool was off. And so when the pH is off in your pool, it's not a good sign. And I had about four managers on the way. There were a couple health inspections that day, but um, we needed a manager to come help us. So we had a couple people on the way. We were just cleaning the pool as we were going. And this one parent just came in and saw that the pool was gray. And there was nothing that I could do about it. So the child came up and said, Mom, the pool's gray. And you would have thought I committed a crime. The woman turned around and started yelling at me. And I remember, I think I was like 17 at the time. And I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to make the pool not gray. I had a couple managers on the way to come and help me fix my pH. Um, but she started yelling at me. She's like, I have this pool to go to. And I should go to the town pool. And I have a pool in my backyard. And my question in my head was, so why are you here? If the pool was clean in your backyard, and the town pool was open, and my pool was broken, you have two other options. Now, I had someone come to the park, and it was, they like shut down the snack stand because of COVID. And so the guy comes up to me, and he's like, I could have gone here, and I could have gone there. It's like, I came all the way from, like, Philadelphia. It's like, how many freaking parks did you pass to come here? Driving all the way down to New York State. Yeah, I like, I, I didn't understand that. I would see people, and they would come from, like, I, Connecticut and New Jersey, I could understand, because we were right near the borders. But there were people that came from Pennsylvania. It's like, Why? Was there nowhere closer to go? And then they would come and complain. I was like, I can name at least 20 parks between here and the Jersey border, let alone Jersey to then Pennsylvania. That was like when I had a member of the country club, they brought a guest and they were claiming that I wasn't watching the pool. So they took a picture of me and the picture is me watching the pool. So when it was brought up to the manager, the manager was very confused and said that I was watching the pool. So then when we questioned um, the member, he got very upset and we actually had to come, one of the supervisors to come and like tell him he had to like leave. I was 15 at the time. How dare you point out that you were doing your job? Should have known better. Like, you know that saying like, oh, the customer's always right. They're not. <laughs> like, because I remember there were, there were customers that would come, and I was the toll booth. I was the first person you met when you came to the park. So people were always like, you have to have good first impressions, like this and that. And there are people that would come, and they, they would, I would say, like, oh, the pool is open from this and this time. The zoo was open from this and this time. I would give them like all the times when they asked. And then this woman comes up to me at like 3.35. And she's like, I want a refund because the zoo was closed. And she hands me like the parking ticket. And it says that she came at noon. 
I'm like, I told, I remember this woman because when people, like, she was wearing like this big hat. So you remember people. And she was saying, I'm like, I told you that the zoo closed. Like the last admission was at like 3.15 ish. Like why, what, why did you wait? Like it's not my fault. She's like screaming, yelling. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like, how much you want me to say? Like the sign on the toll booth says what time the zoo closed. I told you there's signs everywhere else. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I guess you got to read all the signs when you enter the state park. That was like when I was guarding at our middle school in open swim. And this woman came and complained that the pool was too cold. And she came up to me as I'm guarding all these people and trying to make sure that nobody drowns on my watch. And she comes up to me and she starts telling me that the pool is too cold and that the, the pool should be heated. So I didn't really know what to do at the time. And I was the only one on duty. So I, the supervisor's office was right at the pool deck. So I was like, oh, you can give me a minute. Like, I'll get a supervisor for you. I'll get my head boss. And I don't remember his name who was working, but I remember like trying to stay in between the pool deck and the office door. So like I didn't leave all the people swimming unattended and I just like kind of knocked on the door and I was like hey could you come out and like speak to this person they're complaining that the pool is too cold and it was like a two dollar and fifty cents admission to come in and just swim and like swim and use the pool and so the woman wanted a refund and we were we have another boss who's like above us that wasn't there that day so she was complaining and complaining and about this pool being cold. And so he's like, she's like, I want a refund. And he's like, well, we normally don't do a refund unless the someone gets sick in the pool and we have to close the pool. And she's like, I don't care. You need to speak to someone higher. Um, I want a refund. So we're like, okay, we have to call our head boss and just make sure that that's acceptable. We wanted to just give her the $2.50, but they count the money. So we had to make sure that it was accurate. So we call him. He's like, whatever, give the two fifty back. So she give we give the two fifty back. The person leaves, and when I tell you, not even five minutes later, this young woman comes with her baby, and the baby was adorable, and talking to me, and all of a sudden she puts the baby under the water, and the baby comes up coughing, and I remember thinking, oh no, I bet the baby's gonna get sick. When I tell you, projectile, vomit, and I'm thinking to myself. Oh my gosh, all these people swimming in the pool. And then I'm like, oh my god, that lady, like, we just said that we don't get refunds unless someone gets sick in the pool. <laughs> like, that moment could never, like, will never be, like, I, I don't know how to describe that moment any other way. So, meanwhile, the kid is throwing up in the pool and just could not stop. On the pool deck, in the pool, and in the shower... And I remember they were, um, they left their shoes on their pool deck. So I went in to give them the shoes and they were both naked in the shower. And the shower wasn't like, it. the shower wasn't closed, like one-on-one showers. It was like a public shower. You just walked, you had to walk through the shower to get to the pool. It, it was like two shower heads and open in the open. And I felt really awkward in that moment. So I kind of just tossed the shoes and locked at the locker room door and called it a day. (laughs) 
we we stood there and we're like that could not have been written more perfectly like it was like when i tell you the second that woman left the pool door that other lady came in with the child and i was like that's that should have been it that that was the key that was to like karma <laughs> i feel like that's karma right there the universe was sending us a message to give the two dollars and fifty cents back now i think it's 275 uh, the extra quarter she's definitely gonna want that never a dull moment in any of the jobs did you think anything would happen? Some days I walk into work and I think, why do I come back? I don't know. The, my supervisor has, I think he has a talent for finding crazier and crazier people. I remember when I worked at the park, it was raining one day. And on the weekends, we had all five cashiers. Where on the weekdays, you only had three. Because you had the two booths. And then you had like the relief that went and did like lunch breaks and stuff. But on the weekends, they had all five of us because that's when it got really busy. But it was raining one day. And I was the fifth cashier. Cashier. Whoa. I think I just had a stroke. Well, I was the fifth. <laughs> I was the fifth cashier. So I wasn't really needed. But I was already there. I already clocked in. So if New York State residents, if you're listening to this, if you ever think your tax dollars are being wasted, the. New York State Parks and Recreation Department paid me eleven ninety an hour for eight hours straight to make copies. I like literally, I put the ream of five hundred pages in the co- in the printer. I would let it run, and I read Anna Karenina for the second time in my life. That's where your tax dollars went to, people. You're welcome. You could be a lifeguard for 18 an hour at the state parks. I know, but I, I really bad swimming. I doggy paddle. I still doggy paddle. I'm not very good. It's okay. I work with some lifeguards that can't swim. How can you be a lifeguard and not swim? Do you know they have lifeguards at the Olympic pool? Like, I saw this picture, and it was Michael Phelps in the pool with, like, the Olympic lifeguard sitting behind him looking bored out of his mind. And the caption says, if you ever feel useless, just remember there's lifeguards at the Olympics. Honestly, I'd love to be an Olympic lifeguard. I feel like that'd be so... I feel like also that's probably the easiest job. Yeah. Unless one of the athletes has a major issue and then we actually have to make a job. Malik said I brought cupcakes quite often. I always brought them. What kind? I... It depends. I usually brought chocolate or vanilla, but for like... I made them for the park police, so I brought in, like, blue ones for the, the office. And then I brought in, like, 4th of July, red, white, and blue ones. So I constantly was bringing in stuff. And whenever they needed overtime, I always said yes. So these two men loved me. I loved them. They were very nice. I think you employee of the year. 100%. I, came, I was never late. I, I was the only one that never came in late. I would show up. I, I was only off with my money once. Look at you go. Employee of the year. It was, it was 4th of July. I'm counting about seven grand. Because it was crazy busy. That's too much math for my brain to handle. I was count. I, I had like near almost $7,000. $7, because... 
I started at 6 a.m. They had me come in. And people were already in the park. I pulled up to the park at 5.30, and there was already people barbecuing. So I literally worked. Barbecue at 5.30 a.m. Let's go. I literally worked July 4th and July 5th from 6 a.m. to, like, 5.30 at night. Best overtime I ever made. I'm counting all this money, and the woman's like, Emma, you're off. I'm like, how much am I off by? She goes, you're missing a penny. Because a man literally handed me, like, two quarters, two nickels, and the rest in pennies. And I guess I lost one in all the shuffle. I'm like, honey, I have been cashiering for almost, like, 12 hours. I'm counting about seven grand worth of money. And you're going to hit me up on this penny. I'm like, here, take take a penny from my wallet. <laughs> let, me, let me donate the penny to you. I did. I'm like, here, just take, I don't want to hear it. That was like me. I was employee of the year because I was the only one that showed up half the time. I won by default. Showing up's half the battle. Showing up's half the battle. My favorite was there was always there there was always leaks in our pool, so some days you get there and there'd be no water in that kiddie pool. I feel like that's pretty much like the whole essence of the job is to make sure the pool is filled with water. There's some days I would come at. I would leave at 8 o'clock at night, lock the gate. I'd be back at 9 o'clock next morning. There was no water in that kiddie pool. Rushing to fill the water with kitty, the kiddie pool with the water. And then there were some days that the big pool lost half a gallon. But we always had some scuba divers coming in and trying to fix it. We got all the dogs in the neighborhood going. Maybe that's our cue sign off for today. All right. Thanks for listening to another Expectations vs. Reality with, with Chloe and Emma, and we'll look forward to hearing you next time. Signing off.